I'm sitting here with Frank Cayetti, the director of the upcoming new show at Second City. And uh, it is Friday the 13th, as we record. We are trying to maintain the appropriate social distance. Mm -hmm. But uh, the microphone on this iPod only works so much. So I'm going to have to stick my hand near your face, but I promise not to touch it. Frank, if you can uh, swear to do the same. Uh, I think I can do the same. I'm very aware of facial touching. (laughs) More aware than I ever have been. How much you do on your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm like, bad boy. I know. I realized as I just asked that question, I was stroking my own beard thoughtfully. <laughs> Can't do that. No. It's a tough time for philosophers. No. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 702, Directing Sketch Shows. Okay, so, funny story. Saturday, March 14th, 2020, was my last time out in a public space other than a grocery store. That was 10 weeks ago, and the shelter-in-place orders had just begun around the U.S. The day before that, Friday, March 13th, was the day that most Chicago theaters started canceling performances, including Second City, which was in previews for their latest show, which was being directed by Second City alum, improviser, and actor Frank Cayetti. Frank and I decided to meet anyway and I would just post this podcast when things got back to normal and the theaters reopened. Ah, the glory of such naivete. That seems less and less likely as this pandemic wears on and theaters are starting to cancel performances for the whole rest of 2020. So, what the hell? Join me now in my discussion with Frank Cayetti about directing sketch shows in general, not this specific Second City one in particular. I'm I'm fascinated to talk to you about uh, you're putting on a show here at Second City. Now, of course, my wife, Dee, whom we both know, obviously, uh, was in, uh, wrote and, uh, you know, was part of the creation of at least three shows on the mm-hmm. ETC stage. Uh, and I've directed plays and I've written and directed my own shows, which are sketch comedies with a theme, typically, mm-hmm. rather than being actual plays. But what's it like to create something just out of thin air, as Shakespeare once said? It can be a little daunting um, because on the first day of rehearsal, we have zero content, you know, which is atypical for a process with directing a play or a musical. The the stuff is generally there. Maybe there's a a varied state of development, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to find more as we put it up and stuff. But on day one, for us at the Second City, creating a sketch review, there's no material. So the performers are the writers, and the director acts as a director in the theatrical sense, but also as a bit of a head writer in the writing sense. Interesting, yeah. And then has a sphere of influence over the show because of running order and how the show's put together and theme and all that sort of stuff because Second City, rightfully so, has abandoned this kind of lights-up, lights-down sketch comedy approach to kind of lend some air of sophistication and theme or why does it all fit together and maybe... It's certainly the long form and the Herald influence, as well as um, just putting a layer of sophistication on it. Right, right. Um, the same way, I kind of liken it to how Cirque du Soleil mm. 
like the Cirque du Soleil is still a circus. It's <laughs> right, still like right. you know people hanging from sheets and then motor, you know motorcycles in the cage right, and all that right. stuff. But they put it under some umbrella yeah. to give it an air of sophistication that changes it. Yeah. And it elevated the circus. Yeah. And the, it you made know, the circus come up to kind of circus level a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the and the music is yeah. is all original yeah. and and so Second City, I feel like. At some point in the last twenty-five years, yeah. became very informed by long form and that sophistication, yeah. the connection. It feels like it did happen in sort of the the early nineties, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, the the heliotrope players present Our Town or, or, or yes. you know, uh, Paradigm Lost, you know, Pinata Full of Bees, these mm-hmm. these shows. Yeah, and and you're not just a director; uh, you're an alum. When when were you here at Second City on the stages? I was in the touring company. And I was I was on the resident company in Las Vegas, okay. and the touring company, and then I was on ETC two thousand four two thousand five. Okay. So it's it's interesting yeah. to be back as an alumnus of the stage as a performer, yeah. and such a delight to be back as a as a director now. And I have to assume, as you say, you're the head writer ish. Um, I have to assume your experience on creating the shows, you know, whatever that is, 16, 15 years ago, has to inform your work now because you've been you've been where your cast is. Absolutely. Um, You know, things have changed. Comedy has changed. Society has changed. There's a lot of differences. But the overall process, I I have an understanding and compassion for. And. I learned a ton. My director for both of my reviews at, at an ETC was a woman named Sue Gillen, who I love. And she's a she's a performer and alumna as of main stage in ETC, and she really instilled kind of some comedy uh, tenets inside of me. The way she approached the work, the way she held it to a high standard, mm-hmm. the way she tried to make the room as fun as it can be, all of these things. So. I carry her spirit with me as well. And and every other director, you know, you steal from the best. Like, what do you like about what they do and (laughs) how they run the room and all those sorts of things. And also what, oh, you were in a process once that wasn't great, and you go, I'm never going to do that should I get the opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, you know, fortunately, I had pretty good experiences. We all can see where where it can take you when it goes negative or something happens. And... Some of those things are beyond your control. Yeah. We're experiencing one right now. For, um, yes. For yeah. Instance. So, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't, the way you react to something is entirely on you, in my opinion. So, um, it can be trying for people. Yeah. And so, having that compassion, empathy, and understanding of having done it before, I think helps me at the very least with the actor's respect because. I didn't know these people. I'm from Los Angeles, and so I may as well be from another planet. Sure. Even and this though I'm ca- from Chicago. And this cast was given to you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there, I, I felt like I had their respect and, uh, from the beginning just because of the history. Right. Which helps. I'm not just some outsider Yahoo coming in going, this is how we're going to do this. Right. Yeah. You're a very experienced outsider, Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but everybody, it's funny, too, because, you know, I feel I grew up in Chicago. I'm from here. Yeah. Uh, I still have family that lives here. But you, you know, this guy from LA. I was like, oh man, I being described as the guy from LA for some reason really bothers me. <laughs> so you can correct them when they say Soldiers Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> these punks, these young whippersnappers. Um, how does it? How does it? Um, how does it start? I mean, like, do you? 
just give them prompts, uh, suggestions that they might you normally take from an audience member in performance and in rehearsal and, and see what happens? Well, I, I had the luxury of consulting a, a lot of previous directors, people that have done recent reviews right. here at Second City, and I talked to many of them at length uh, about how they handle the process, uh, material generation, and everything. And I also had sit-downs with the entire cast a few weeks before we started. Yeah. And one recurring theme that kept coming up was they really wanted to improvise more. Oh, so within the show, not in rehearsal. Show yeah. and also within material creation. Okay. And so the first couple weeks was a lot of improvisation or bringing in a, a pitch idea, but pitching it and then getting up and improvising it. Right. What I like about that is that the ownership, it immediately becomes ours. Right. You know, yes. Yes. if I write up the script and I hand it to you and like, you're playing Larry, I'm Dave. Yeah. You know, then you're like, well, I'm reading Frank's script. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, early on, I want to have the group ownership. Sure. That's great. I love that. And then as we go on, we need more, you know, these, these would be very half-baked, quarter-baked ideas. We need the more full-baked ideas. Yeah. But we don't need to have them immediately. Right. We have to indulge in some time and get them playing together as opposed to, oh, that's, you know, so the audience goes, oh, that that that's that guy's sketch. Oh, that's that woman's sketch. Like right. that kind of thing. Yeah. So we did a lot of improv. And what was really fun was they brought in a ton of fun stuff. Almost everything was a group scene. Uh-huh. So it was really fun and silly. Yeah. So that helped us. And there's an adjustment throughout, right? Sure. Because then you start to assess, okay, what do we have? What do we need? What do we not have? That sort of stuff. Because yeah. there's that constant, that's what I'm kind of assessing is trying to step back. Yeah. And even that's tough, right? Because sure. you're so inundated. Yeah, right. You know, you've seen it from the very beginning. So then Second City's very good about consultation mm-hmm. and the producers coming in intermittently and seeing the show and giving you some feedback and then reaching out to directors and trusted voices to say, Hey, what do you see? What do you observe? What do you like? What's, you know, what's working for you? And you you said very good. They're very good at doing this, meaning they do it well (laughs) or they do it uh, a lot or, um, I mean, do you have, do you have, do you feel like you have a lot of people looking over your shoulders while you do this? Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like I have relative autonomy. I, it is different. You know what they want. Yeah, yeah, they want a good show. Right, everybody wants a good show. You know, exactly. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, it's weird because as the performer, I felt very protected from producers. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I, and that could have been my director, but I never felt like the producers were telling me what to do or changing my material. Right. And I think a lot of people leave Second City and they go, oh, that was the best job I ever had. Because when you go work in television or anywhere else and more money gets involved, a lot of people have a lot of say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So few people have that great deal of control that they would love to have that you really have here. Right. So I embrace that as well, sure. you know? Because between studio notes, network notes, head writer, right. showrunner, all of these different people right. that put a stamp on your material, some of the time I've seen the idea goes from somewhere and then when it, the finished product, you're like, oh, man. That was not my original idea. <laughs> that changed a lot. The editing, yeah. you know, sure. all of that stuff. Sure. It's a collaboration. Yeah. So we have a lot of autonomy. Yeah. Um, but as the director, I feel like I'm a bit of a middleman, right? I'm, I'm smack dab between the cast and the producers. Right. All of us wanting the same thing. Right. But, you know, different ways of going about it and, you know, 
you know, do, you know, they have different concerns. It's, right, it's right, network right. notes. Yeah, it is network notes. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the people giving me these notes, right. I respect. Yeah, right. They, they know what a good show looks like. Mm-hmm. Jen Hoyt, who's, in, you know, and Allison Riley. Yeah. Allison Riley is the maybe the most respected person at the Second City in the history of Second City. Because yes. everybody has a problem with authority and right. says shit about everybody, right? And but, was when we were here 25 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. she has the history. Yeah. Yeah. She's a straight shooter. Everybody loves her. So, I mean, those are the people that are talking to me. Hi, I'm Mark Larson, the author of Ensemble in Oral History of Chicago Theater, and you're listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? Right now, the only place to see the remote Shakespeare Company is online. We've created a brand new page at our website, ReduceShakespeare.com, where right this second you can watch us perform many of our epic abridgments from the comfort of your own shelter. Right now, you can see the Ring Reduced, where we transform Wagner's 17-hour ring cycle into a brief and palatable 23-minute musical film. Lost Reduced, where we cram the first five seasons of the landmark TV show Lost into 10 minutes. Our appearances on two Jeopardy! tournaments of champions, plus some brand new videos recorded and shot especially for right now by me and Matthew Croak, and the almost two-hour video Q&A that Reed Martin and I conducted on Facebook, and our reduced reunion of over 50 RSC actors, stage managers, and wardrobe goddesses from at least four different time zones. Just go to our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, and click on the Remote Shakespeare Company link. We'll continue to add to this page, so be sure to bookmark it. You can also grab your own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It is perfect for homeschooling little kids of any ages and is on sale worldwide. And you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. You can also see us and interact with us in almost real time on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now back to my conversation with Frank Cayetti, talking about the specific challenges of directing and devising a new show from scratch at Chicago's famed Second City. I love that you give the cast ownership of the material. It comes together as a group in the room. While they're rehearsing during the day, the cast is also performing a show at night, right? So when, when do you start... When do you do the switch? When do you start putting the shows, putting the the new scenes into the existing show? Or is it, do you close one and put up the other one? Good question. It's it's unique. Okay. Because the show continues to run. Yeah. So we, since it's a sketch show, we can kind of take out little bricks here and there. It's like Jenga. You know, so it's this thing standing that we hope we don't crumble immediately. Right. Um, so you have a little bit of time. I, I try to put stuff up pretty quickly. Yeah. So it has to have a viability or we have to have an understanding or clear game if it's a, if it's a improv idea. Right. Um, if it's a sketch, sometimes we'll put it up in the set with script. Right. Just see how the audience reacts. And the, and the set is the improv set after the scripted show that people are allowed to stay for, and, and people can come in off the street for free if they know that it's happening. That's correct. Yeah. And so that's a very protected yeah. spot. Right. That's where we can go, hey, we're working on some new material, so... Give us a little bit of padding. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and then if you're also, not too old, it's 11, 11 o'clock. Come on down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or 1 a.m. on oh, Saturday. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. After the 11 o'clock show. Right. Correct. 
Jesus. Which so and we also have the option to do Friday sets, which normally there are no sets on Friday, because Friday at one a.m. is a really ambitious time for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Most people have worked all day. They've yeah. gone out to dinner. They've had a couple drinks. Now they're exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Get so out of here. Yeah. I did. Uh, we but we we need the eyes on the new material. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing what's called an encore set on Fridays because Friday eight o'clock shows are great. Mm-hmm. Great response, lively audience. So I shorten, I purposely shorten the length of the show a little bit, and then we do an encore set, which means we do a curtain call, and we go right into a set. Hey, folks, we're going to do a little bit of yeah. some material we're working on. It's like 10 or 15 minutes. Right. But you can get two or three sketches, sure. some eyeballs on it, yeah. as opposed to a 1 a.m. and you, you know, and they watch it and half people are drunk or half asleep, and you're like, I hate everything in comedy. <laughs> and comedy. You know? That's right. Right. Including you guys. Yeah. Right. You yeah. guys feel we're, that we're, way. Yeah, we're just like, oh, yeah. everybody just don't look at me. This is, boy, this is a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> I feel for the actors, you know, who are keeping one show in their head and also uh, learning and, and experimenting with this new material. Yeah. So they're incredible. Yeah. And, I mean, some of the there were times where we would pull something out, try something, and have to put an old piece back in. You know, yeah. So, the in the Jenga piece of the show, we pull pieces out, yeah. pull pieces out, replace them, protect them, because naturally, a show that they've been running for seven or eight months, mm-hmm. it, with material that made the final cut, is going to be better initially than our new stuff that's like very half baked, right? You know, but and rough even even if it were fully baked, baked yes. rough, yeah. you got to get yeah. it. You got to get the reps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get so. The reps. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, my God, I have a dangling booger. I didn't notice. Thank you. That's so funny you say that because, of course, it's Friday the thir- March 13th. Yep. Theaters are closing down. Second City has canceled its performances. The Ides of March are nearly here. The Ides of March are It's a horrible yeah. weekend. Yeah, this yeah is a it's rough. really horrible. <laughs> this is rough for everybody. Um, uh, and, 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 and so now what do you do? With, with, perform- with performances being canceled, now what do we don't know yet, yeah. right? Well, as there is everywhere, there's a great deal of uncertainty. Yeah. So I have a meeting after this to talk to the producers to have a little bit of a plan. We can rehearse. and But our reliance, it really is interesting to me. We really do rely on the audience, and we need that. And also, I think as the performers, all of these people have been trained in improvisation. So it's like... There's only so much we can get in that rehearsal room. Right. And then you get show energy and adrenaline and feedback. Yeah. And all of that stuff really helps our writing process. So it's weird to have this so we don't know. Right. It's very uncertain for so many people. And yeah. I feel for all these people, you know, we're fortunate enough. Uh, Second City has been gracious to pay us, to continue to pay us on this shutdown without doing shows and everything. There's a lot of other people in our world and in yeah. the gig economy that are screwed, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, it, in my opinion, it's a minor bump in the road. Is it ideal to have a two-week layoff in the middle of a process? No. Uh, it's going to push back our opening. That affects me because I live in Los Angeles and I'm working in Chicago, so I'm wondering, like, when do I get back to my family? Yeah, right. Um, but... I'm looking at it as like, okay, we have had some people that have been sick, none like confirmed with the, you know, the, the coronavirus, but you know, there's just sickness and it's, it stresses yeah. people out. It's also winter in Chicago. People get sick. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it was yeah. 55 on Sunday and 32 on Monday. Yeah. And like, right. it's just, everything's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, um, I, I th- you know, my job, I think it, as the director is to, to assuage concern and not 
freak out or stoke the flames of fear and yeah. and, uh, and and anxiety and to try to find a way to make it work for us as best we can. So we're figuring that out. <laughs> I don't exactly know. So I'll have a conversation and then I'll think about it and I have some time. I would have been here for two shows tonight, so I have plenty of time. Yeah. Because now I'm, I'm not. Well, yeah, and good news, bad news, you know, sometimes sometimes a couple weeks off can help the gestation process. Yeah. Because you can come back to it with fresh eyes and go, Jesus, what the hell were we thinking two weeks ago? This isn't funny. Yeah. Or, or, or you come back with the idea of, oh, I know, now I know how to make this better. Yeah. Yeah. There's a part in the film Bull, Bull Durham where they're in, like, this, the dog days of summer, and they say, we need a, re- we need a rain out. Yeah. And they go to the they go to the field that they're playing at the visiting, and they rain it out by turning the sprinklers on all night, so they soak the field and they can't play on it. And it was like maybe this is our rain out, you know. And so we needed a time. It's weird because you know people are self quarantining and right. staying away from each other, yeah. and like sporting events and all these things are being canceled and stuff. But maybe it is kind of a good thing for everybody to just take a second. Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of things, we're putting on a comedy show. So I get the joke of ourselves. I can't make it like, oh, our show, <laughs> my process. My yeah, yeah, you know, like there are yeah. people that are dying. Yeah, and this is a pandemic. Yeah, this is we're gonna know exactly where we were. You know, years from now we go. I know what I was doing when that happened. I'm sitting with Frank, yeah. g- catching his boogers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which you know, maybe, maybe who knows what the future holds. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Comedy Podcast. Talking about devising live sketch shows seems both old school and optimistic. Looking forward to a time when we may actually get to do it again in person. Seems like I should really be talking to someone about how to direct shows on Zoom. And that is, in fact, what I will be doing on next Monday's episode of the RSE Podcast. Until then, send us your half-baked ideas via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and you're going to follow Frank on Twitter at Frank Cayetti. That's Frank C-A-E-T-I. Thanks, as always, to Second City Training Center alum Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, and Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Chip Caldwell, no reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Mark Larson, friend of the pod and author of the fantastic and inspiring Ensemble, an oral history of Chicago theater. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe and stay home. I'm Austin Titchener, 702 2106 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. never occurred to me that philosophers have it even worse than actors. What do I do with my hands? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> During a pandemic. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.